Welcome to the Watering Hole Football Podcast. Alrighty, welcome into another episode of the Watering Hole Football Podcast. I am Dylan Lund. And I'm Colton Sorensen. And today, we are going to run through the third part in our four-part series of going through all the teams and their records and how we feel like the season is going to play out. And today, we're going to do the Wests. We are going to do the Wests, and we got to start out the show by saying I apologize for anybody listening to this audio. I currently have a very bad cold, but we could not schedule around today, so... You are going to have to deal with all the sounds and shit that comes out of my mouth, so enjoy. Well, I mean, they, they normally do anyway. Yeah, but... Like, the, that, that is part of... It's just magnified today is all <laughs> it is, so... I, I like to think my voice sounds deeper and better, but I don't think that's the case. No, just a little bit more heavy breathing and a few more sniffles. Yeah, yeah there's going to be some heavy breaths in there, and that's because I cannot currently breathe, and I'm also morbidly obese. So <laughs> you've got a combo deal going on at the moment. But we have two fairly solid divisions here to talk about. There's some good teams. There's some bad teams. This is not this is an interesting episode, I feel like. We got some some things to talk about. So Yeah, I think both divisions have really uh they're really top heavy and then yep. some really not so good down at the bottom. And then some mid teams. There's a there's a good variety in these in these divisions here. So I think we're starting with the NFC West. Uh yeah. So let's get into it. Starting in the NFC West, we're going to start off with the San Francisco 49ers. Um, oh, uh, reminder, this uh, we we went through and picked all of their games. So yep. this is not a pick random records for random teams. We went through and picked every single game. And this is what we came up with. Yep. And we may be regretting it as we go. A little bit. We'll get We'll get to that later. Um, so I have the 49ers at an astonishing 15 and two getting the one seed in the NFC. I have them not far behind at 14 and three getting the second seed in the vision. They're going to be a good team. Like the only issue that they have is what's the quarterback situation. Well, I think we, we got, we got clarity on that and it's going to be Brock Purdy. Is he going to be as good as last year? That's definitely what they hope, but also like how bad can it be? So they have a very good system for quarterbacks. Right. And I think at this point, um, like the Kyle Shanahan offense, you know, it's very well known that it's a quarterback friendly system. And I think all along, all Kyle Shanahan ever wanted was just a guy that could point and shoot. That's, that's all you really need. Like Brock Purdy is perfectly capable of running that offense and doing exactly what Kyle Shanahan wants. And at times ad living when a play breaks down. And I think that's all he ever needed. And every time he's tried to go above that, it just hasn't really worked. 
Yep. He's trying to find the next level of guy, and what he's got to do is find the right guy. Right. And, I mean, if this is where you want to get into the Trey Lance of it, I, I think that was the thing. Like, he he wanted the next RG3, but he broke RG3 yep. when he had him. Very early on, by the way. So, he wanted to try to right that wrong with Trey Lance, and it, you know, injuries happened again. He never really was able to, like, get a foot in the door and be the guy. And the craziest stat that I saw was that Geno Smith last year had more pass attempts than Trey Lance in his NFL, college, and high school career combined. Like, he just hasn't had the opportunity. And at this point, you got a guy in Brock Purdy who came in and just did what you wanted him to do and took you to... It was the championship game, right? I'm pretty sure, yeah. And if he doesn't get hurt in the championship game, they got a good shot of winning that game. It was a close game up until he got hurt. So I don't I don't see an issue with Purdy being the guy moving forward. <clears throat> like obviously, you know, a guy like Trey Lance, like there's that potential to have, you know, that that little bit extra that a guy with his talents can give you. But, like, a Brock Purdy is a steady guy. And I think he's a better version of what they got out of Jimmy Garoppolo. So I At, at this point, yes. So I, I, I think it's the right move to just stick with Purdy. Um, he did come back and play in the preseason. He played, I think, a couple of series. He looked about as he did last year. So, like, that's a good sign. Yeah. And I, this offense is going to cook, man. I mean, you have all the weapons you could ever ask for. You have, I think, an offensive line that's not as good as it has been. They did lose their their starting right tackle. I know that. Yeah, so now they have Colton McKibbitts in at right tackle, which we'll see how it goes. But, I mean, you have Trent Williams. So this this offensive line is still pretty good because you have Trent Williams. So it shouldn't be that bad, and we know this defense is going to be great. They've lost a little bit on the corner positions, but overall it's still a solid defense, and we know what this defense can do. The offense has plenty of talent around Brock Purdy. It's just a matter of are you going to get the same Brock Purdy, and if you do, you're going to be rolling. Yeah, and, you know, you you touched on the defense a little bit, but, you know, this, again... Like, for the however many years in a row, probably going to be one of the best in the league. Yep. Uh, the only thing about that is Nick Bosa still holding out. I feel like him, uh, he might be in jeopardy a little bit for maybe a couple of weeks, depending on how that contract situation plays out. And I, without Bosa... Obviously, their defense is not as good. I mean, you have former number four overall pick Cleveland Farrell starting in his place. So, fourth overall pick, that's just as good, is it not? Sure. Is it, is <laughs> sure, it we'll go with that. <laughs> I mean, that that is a big question mark, but... They should get a deal done. I, I don't, You would hope. I w- like, what are they waiting on? That's kind of the question, because, I mean, he's clearly one of the best defensive ends in the league. Yeah, you got to pay him. Why would you not? I it's, I mean, obviously, it's a money thing. They don't know how much 
maybe maybe he wants a little bit too much at this point for for their taste and i think they just got to kind of come to an agreement and figure their shit out on that point i think everybody wants a little too much in this league though and that's just kind of how it works i mean i guess i kind of disagree a little bit with how much money the league brings in i feel like the players can make a little more yeah but in in accordance to the cap that's what that's what i'm saying is everybody wants a little too big of the cap hit i suppose that, yeah that sure. makes it a little tricky for teams but yeah i mean yeah in 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 the overall money that the nfl makes it's only a drop in the bucket so yeah they should probably be they paid they should probably pay a little more yeah so i don't disagree they're going to be a good team pretty much no matter what and Moving on to second in the division. Hold on, one more thing. Okay. Um, remember how, for literally no reason, I was kind of a Sam Darnold stan? Yeah, um, that's still going on, kind of, I think. Yeah, like, for, for no reason. Like, I don't know why I'm, like, in on Sam Darnold. But I feel like in this system, if he got the chance, if he had to play, Sam Darnold, ball out. This would probably be best case scenario for Sam Darnold. So, just want that little nugget. I like that. I still don't think he's going to be a factor. <laughs> but anyway, number two in the division, I believe we both have the Seattle Seahawks. I have them at nine and eight, getting the sixth seed in the division, just squeaking in. I also have them at nine and eight, and they are my seven seed. That they're in the playoffs. They're, I yeah, I think they'll make it. Um. I think, so this year, um, Geno Smith, in my opinion, is a good regression candidate. You know, he had one really, really good year, which was last year. Everything else in his career was pretty subpar. I mean, at this point, it's going to be pretty hard to get better. Because right. that was, it was a phenomenal season I mean, for that was about, Smith. That was about as good as you can get for Geno Smith. Yep. The... I think the only the only reasons to believe that he could be better, maybe better, or if not, you know, just as good, is they added another weapon for him. In the first round, they drafted wide receiver out of Ohio State, Jackson Smith and Jigba, and that dude is a fucking baller. Yep, and he is. that trio of wide receivers with DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett, I mean, that's... When... So... When JSN comes back from injury, yep, he because I think he had like wrist surgery, yeah, or something like that. So he had a very minor wrist surgery, they yeah. said, and he should be ready week one. I thought it was maybe a couple weeks, but even even so, like I, he's got some weapons. He 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 really does, and I think this wide receiver core is pretty close to the Cincy core that's been kind of at the top of the league for the last couple of years. Yeah. It's that same type of talent, so. But that's also kind. Of, we're also kind of projecting out JSN to be a really good player, which I assume he will. A lot of Ohio State guys that have come out recently have produced. They've been pretty good so far. So, so I I think I trust the pedigree of, of the Ohio State guys. Um, they also drafted, uh, who, what was the corner? Um, Devin Witherspoon. 
Yeah, so they, they drafted Devin Witherspoon, I think, like fifth overall to help shore up that corner spot. Tariq Wollin was a breakout player last year. And he's, he's listed on the depth chart as Reek. Reek? R-I-Q. Reek Wollin. I don't know if that's just a they had to shorten his name because they've not done that to anybody else's name. He might just be Reek? He might just be Reek now. It's a Game of Thrones reference? <laughs> It might be. <laughs> That'd be pretty good if it was. But anyway, um, I think their defense might be a little better this year. With uh, um, If you have better corner play, then hopefully their pass rushers can get home a little more because they weren't super effective last year. Well, I think Boye Mafe last year showed some flashes. Yep. Um, and I think another year in the system, you have Jerron Reed, who was fairly good. And then you have a lot of young guys, uh, Jordan Brooks, who I think did pretty good last year. Um, you have Bobby Wagner back to kind of be a, a leader in the defense. I wouldn't say a star player anymore because we don't believe in him. But I, I can't I can't imagine that that hurts him a ton. Right. Um, Do they still have Jamal Adams too? Yep, they still have Jamal Adams and Quandre Diggs, the third Diggs brother in the back. Is he a Diggs brother? I'm not sure. I don't think he is. I don't think he's related, but he's Diggs is the last name anyway. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, Devin Devon Witherspoon is another big, long, fast corner, and him and Tyreek Woolen should be very good together. Reek, sorry, Reek Woolen. So that that can't hurt, and their defense. I don't think it was terrible last year, but it wasn't good. It wasn't good. So. If as long as they can be pretty good, I think this offense is going to produce. Yeah, I think that. I mean, that's kind of their the uh, the formula for success for them is be good on offense, like they were last year. Yep. And maybe you know just try to get turnovers, try to make big plays on defense. Um, if I remember right, like their run defense wasn't very good, and I don't think they did a whole lot to upgrade that. No. So hopefully they don't get run all over. Um, like, I think they're going to be a good team, but I still think they're going to probably lose games that they, you know, either should win or could win. And, you know, that's kind of why I have them at the nine and eight, like still making the playoffs still, you know, have that chance, but not quite in the elite level you know, tier of teams. Yeah, they're kind of in that second level of good teams, but not competing teams, in my opinion. That's a rough way to put it. I mean, they're not, I know, it's they're fa- not it's fair though. for the Super Bowl, in my opinion. So It's fair. Um, I did like that they uh, they they stuck with Geno. They, they gave him a contract, I think, for two or th- was it three years? I think it was a three-year contract. So I think it's they kind of have an out after two. Sure. But there is a third year on the contract. So So good for Gino. He he yep. balled out. He got paid for it. As he should. It yep. was a it was a hell of a season last year for him. All right, moving on to the used to be really good, but not so much anymore, Los Angeles Rams. And I have them at seven and ten. Um, I also have them at seven and ten. Uh they're missing the playoffs. Yep. So the big thing with the Rams is 
I think this year is a question of is this like is this the end of something or is this the beginning of something like is this the beginning of a rebuild or is this the end of you know hanging on to your you know your core that you've been rolling with the last couple of years and just trying to trying to get there again like what what is this year and what is the future based off of this year yeah i kind of agree you have a lot of aging stars I don't know if they're, we don't know if they are stars anymore. That's kind of like the the fleeting hope that the Rams have is that they're still going to be star players. Um, can Matthew Stafford hold up for a season? Does Cooper Cup have another great season in him? Is Aaron Donald still elite? Yeah, I, I think I think he is. I think we can answer that. I think he still is. But even the, if he's a step slower, I think he's still one of the best defensive players in the league. Yeah, probably. So I think that, but then around them on defense, there's just not a ton there. Like, I don't, I don't know half of these guys on their defensive team, and that that scares me a little bit. But also, they're gonna be an offensive team. Like that's that's gonna be the way that they win games is if they can make this offense work again. Yeah, I mean, I think this is one of those things where. You know, I got him at seven wins, and I think this is basically Matthew Stafford, Cooper Cup, and Sean McVay willing them to seven wins. Like, it is going to be a tough, hard-fought seven wins. And I think there's probably going to be games where they play against better, like, good, like, legitimately good teams, and they're just going to get blown out of the water. Yep. But I think against teams that are more in their own tier, like, they're going to be really competitive, and that's where they're going to win their games. Yeah, you're going to have one break here there that like you you give Matt Stafford the ball at the wrong time and he's just he has an advantage because he's so good in those situations. And Cooper Cup, he knows how to find open space. That's a skill that lasts no matter how old you are. It's just do are his legs still there? Who's okay. <clears throat> Who's wide receiver 2? Van Jefferson. Who's wide receiver 3? Ben Skaronic. Oh boy, still have Tutu Atwell. Yep, Tutu Atwell is number four. Uh, Puka Nakao is, I think, a BYU receiver from last year. Okay, um, he's a rookie this year, and then Demarcus Robinson, who he's he's been around on a few different teams here and there. Man, this is gonna be this is really gonna be the uh, Cooper Cup show. Yep. Um, hopefully, well. A big thing about last year is their health was probably one of the worst in the league. Their yeah. offensive line was pretty much decimated completely. I mean, currently their offensive line looks serviceable. You have Brian Allen, who's a guy who he's been he's been pretty solid where he's been. Uh, Steve Avila is a second round pick for them. He he seems like a promising young kid. Joseph Noteboom, who's been pretty good but he they, was they injured signed him to last the deal. year yeah they signed him to the deal last year and then yeah. he got injured um tremaine ankrum i don't know who that is to be fair that that's a name i've never heard before <laughs> never heard of that guy either and then you have rob havenstein who he's he's an old fella yeah i so. i think and i don't know how much they did to address the offensive line I don't um, think much they got steve Vila in the second round and i don't see really anybody new behind that 
I think it's just kind of a hope you're healthy this year. And, you know, hopefully that, you know, you're, you block it up enough to get Cooper Cup open because he'll probably still get open. You hope you have a full healthy Cam Akers this year who, when he's healthy, has shown flashes. I mean, Is it enough? I don't know. Man, I don't I don't trust K-Makers at all. I don't I either. mean, I, I guess this is more like I'm thinking it from like a fantasy perspective too. Oh, like, yeah. This this team, stay away from him in fantasy. I mean, if, for maybe if you Cooper get Cup. Cooper Cup in the third, you feel pretty okay with it. Bro, he's still a first-round pick. That's, that's high. I don't know if I trust that. Yeah, I wouldn't either. But, yeah, no, I, I think it's going to be a rough year. I think they're going to have... You know, they're going to have some ups, but I think they're going to have a lot of... I think they're going to have a lot of bad games. Like, really bad. This is going to be a team at the end of the year that people describe as scrappy. Yeah. And not necessarily <laughs> in a good way. Like, they they scrap together a win here and there. Oh, they and, play they play hard. Yeah. And that's, that's not what you want to hear. But, hey, at least they're not the fourth team in this division. Who... Yeah, and to be fair... To be fair, they mortgaged everything, and they won their Super Bowl. They did the thing. They, but now you're kind of you're reaping what you sowed. Yeah, they can't help the offensive line because they have no more money. Right. They they have it all tied up in their guys that helped them win the Super Bowl. And you know what? I would I would do that. Yeah, I no, think I'm as, fine with it. As a Vikings fan, if you told me, okay, you get to suffer through five years of terrible football. And but like the eight be- years at, straight at the beginning of, no first of round picks. Yeah, and the, but at the beginning of that, you win a Super Bowl. I'm, I'm for it. I'm taking it. It's fine. So you know what, Rams, you did you, and good for the fans. It'll it'll be a good opportunity for Sean McVay to rebuild up his team. I don't know if he's going to be the guy. I don't know. They were talking about him retiring last year, and this kind of being a. Uh... So this is Matt Stafford's last year. It has to be. I mean, he hasn't said it, but he wasn't sure if he's going to play this year. I just don't see him playing past this. And I could see Sean McVay retiring when Stafford leaves. That's fair. So, I mean, if you're Sean McVay, you you go out, you win seven games, and you go, you know what? That's about as good as we could do. And then you leave the problems for the next guy. I mean, it does kind of depend on, like, what... um what his motivations are and like what like what he really wants to achieve because i don't think and so i'm gonna plug a different podcast called the play callers it's on the athletic feed um it's a uh like a documentary type podcast and they they interview all these shanahan guys so kyle shanahan um matt lafleur sean mcveigh is is a big part of that and mike mcdaniel and mcveigh was talking on that show about how like he put everything into making it to the mountaintop and getting to the Super Bowl and then you know how much relief he would feel if he if he won it and then he finally won it and then it was worse but and that and that was like you know maybe a year or two ago when things got like really rough for him and then he was talking about how you know, he kind of really fell in love with the process in the game again, like trying to trying to work around all this stuff. So I feel like it's less of he want him wanting to just like 
you know, well, I guess that's the best we can do. And I guess I'm done. I feel like he's got, he's got more in him to, to try to go and rebuild this team the way that he wants to. I'm nervous that the team will be so below expectations that he has that he just goes, I can't, I can't do it without any future considerations, basically. So I I guess I, what I'm saying is like, I don't feel like it would be an outright retirement. I just feel like maybe he would step away from the Rams, maybe for a year and then come back to whichever team needs a head coach at that time. Do a Sean Payton type thing. Pretty much. Yeah. I could see that. I don't. I don't think he's going to retire anytime soon. But that's just me. But anyway, enough with the Rams. Uh, <laughs> mo- moving on to the worst team in the league, the Arizona Cardinals, who I gave them two wins, and that's fucking wrong. They're getting no wins this year. I gave them one, and I I feel pretty confident in that. Like they'll, they'll get a win somewhere in the year. Sure, they'll get one. I I gave them two, and from the moves that they've been making, that's pretty generous. Yeah. So the other day I was just at work and just minding my own business and across my phone flashed uh Colt McCoy is has been released and has he played this preseason? Uh I don't think so. I think it's been mostly Clayton Toon who's be, a fifth be, round rookie. Yeah, because he's the the starter. Like he was basically he was, locked yeah. in to be the starter. Yeah. Yeah. And then Clayton Toon played he played football (laughs) and they're like you know what that guy can lose us some football games yeah i mean they traded away isaiah simmons which is the the former i think eighth overall pick for a seventh rounder Uh, for for a bag of peanuts for a bag of peanuts they didn't didn't know how to use him so they just shipped him off because they didn't they didn't want to they didn't want to deal with it anymore well i mean you have zavin collins in or you have Zayvon Collins, who is Simmons. No, because they, they, they're the same human being. They moved Zayvon Collins from like linebacker-ish type player to he's going to play edge. Yeah, he's going to be their edge rusher now. So why don't you just move Isaiah Simmons to, wasn't he naturally uh, like a safety at Clemson? So at Clemson, he played safety, linebacker, and cornerback almost interchangeably. Right. So he he can play all the positions, but the NFL doesn't really work like that. So you just kind of pick a position, and he can do it. Yeah, I don't know why. The, I don't know why they couldn't figure it out. They didn't have positions. I don't think. I, I feel, feel like, like they just played people. They went this play. You're going to be doing this. This play. You're going to be doing this. And the the players are like, I don't know what lot. that means. <laughs> That's a lot. So I don't know. I feel like probably could have just put him at safety. I yep. think he would have been fine there. He's super athletic. He, you know, he he could probably be a really good, like, he would be an incredible box safety. Yep. He could be a really good free safety. The problem is you have Buda Baker, who is all the same things. Right. So. We're... And I don't think he was as good as a linebacker, and I don't think he was as good as a corner. So, like. It's just a tough position, but I feel like if he's talented enough, if you pick a position, he would be valuable. They just said no. Yeah. I... And and he, he left, and now he's with the Giants, and he will probably be a very good football player. Most definitely. Um, the other one, I think they traded, uh, it, was a, it was a tackle, Josh Jones. I think they drafted in yep. 2019 
or something like that. Is the 2019 or 2020? Uh, I think he was their starting tackle. Uh-huh. Trading away their starting well, because they offensive have, line. They have Paris Johnson now. Yeah, but who's the other guy? Pick. Um, the other guy is DJ Humphreys, who has been. I think they're starting. Oh, Kelvin Beecham has been pretty much their starting guy, but he's listed as second string. So I don't. I don't understand. <laughs> I don't know. They just they they literally released their starting quarterback. Yep. The guy who, you know. Do you know who's listed as number one? Right now? Josh Dobbs. Right, who they just got like a week ago. Who probably still doesn't, hasn't gotten past the third page of the playbook. (laughs) Yeah. Good on you, Cardinals. Like, you know what you want and you're going out and getting it. Okay, now, so I think this is where we should probably get into the tanking discussion. Because I feel like they are. Like, they are tanking out loud 100%. And... I don't know what for. You have Kyler Murray under contract, and you're only out without like, like tens and like almost hundreds of millions of dollars in dead money on against your cap is in 2028. When so people are saying they're tanking for Caleb Williams, which makes no sense because <laughs> by the time he's done with his actual rookie contract, you can sign him to a fifth year option. That is when you could get out of Kyler Murray's contract. Is when he's on his fifth year option. Right. What What is the idea there? So then the only thing you can think of is okay. So they're gonna they're they're gonna tank for the first overall pick. Get Caleb Williams, who is supposed yep. to be the next Patrick Mahomes. He, he looked pretty good first week, by the way. Anyway, I think he's gonna be pretty solid. He's, he's probably gonna be pretty solid. Um, but then you have to try to trade Kyler with cap hits nearing $50 million over the next four years. Four, again, you're going to have to trade him for nothing. Right. Like, <laughs> It doesn't make a lot of sense to me. The only other thing I can think of is if you're trying to get the number one pick to get an absolute monster package for somebody to come up and get Caleb Williams. The other like, thought, too, is... Okay, do they think they're one really good weapon away? Because Marvin <laughs> no, Harrison... No, they don't. But is that in their mind what they're thinking? But because I Marvin say, Harrison Jr. is a freak. Yeah, but they also have the Texans pick. And uh, that's true too. we both think the Texans are probably not going to win too many games, so that's probably another top 7-5 to five pick. So are they trying to go out and get, say, a really solid defensive player where they're not going to put it... well? There is new defensive coaches in there that will probably play an actual defense, so I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. You would hope. I, Jonathan Gannon needs to do something different than what they have been. I don't even know who their defensive coordinator has been. Currently, they have all former Vikings assistants as their coaching staff. Oh, really? Yeah, all of them. Every single coach in the top two levels have been Vikings assistant coaches in the past five years. Good for them. I, I, I don't know what to say about that. <laughs> yeah, I don't either. But um, you hope that they have a plan on defense because I feel like they have some talented guys on defense. They got like a, a couple. You have Zayvon Collins. I think LJ Collier, who has been underwhelming because he was a first-round pick in Seattle, but he's a solid player at defensive well, end. Okay, first-round pick from Seattle has to have a little bit of an asterisk because they he, don't know how to make first-round picks. Correct. So he was a third-round pick for any other team, but Seattle took him in the first, so he was a draft bust. Right. But he's a solid third-round pick. 
Um, you have Kaiser White, who I think is a pretty solid linebacker. You have Marco Wilson, who has proven himself at corner last year. He's the guy that threw the shoe in college. <laughs> <laughs> and then you have um, Buda Baker, who's a, a very talented dude and uber, uber competitive. Yeah. Like, we saw that in the in-season hard knocks. This dude wants to win. I feel so bad for... so. How is he going to handle this situation? I feel so bad for all these players, just everybody on the team. Yeah. Because, like... They're not stupid. Like, you can see what they're doing. If you're Clayton Toon, okay, how do you feel about this situation? It's It's got to be so confusing. Because, like, if I put myself in the shoes, right, I'm a rookie quarterback who I truly believe in myself. Of course. Because you have to. This is your opportunity. You know they're not going to go with you next year. It's either Kyler is coming back yep. or they're going to draft a new guy. So you are trying out for other teams. Yep. This has got to be a bittersweet situation because you have the you have all the runway to prove yourself. And they picked you have, Josh Dobbs. You have no one to help you, and they still didn't pick you. <laughs> yeah. How in the fuck does that make you feel? Like that is so the the whole team is in a shit storm and I don't know when the end is. Yeah. Um so here's my hope, okay? <laughs> I hope they get the number one pick. Yeah. And they stick there, and they're like, "Oh yeah, we're gonna we're gonna take num- number one pick. We're gonna Caleb Williams." And Caleb Williams is like, "Fuck that noise! I am not going to Arizona. I'm gonna come back for my senior season." Trade me. <laughs> no, just like go, just go back to college. He's only a junior. I know, but I think it would be hilarious if he goes to the draft. And he he tells them in interviews, "I will not play. I will for not you. play for you." The Eli Manning effect in San San Diego, and they still draft him anyway. And he goes, "I will not play for you." <laughs> I would love to see that happen. Because as a as an organization, you can't recover from that. Like that's a oh, shitty no, situation. Absolutely not. And then you have to look at Kyler, who's still probably going to be in the room and, and go, be like, "Hey, so hey, you're bud. our guy." <laughs> I, I think that'd be absolutely hilarious. But they are going to be an absolute dumpster fire this year. Yeah, I think they'll be lucky to win two games. And I feel bad. They have they have fun wide receiver guys. Like Marquise Brown, who looks healthier than ever, Yeah, should be a fun guy to watch this year. If anybody can get him the ball. You have Rondale Moore, who's absolutely electric to watch. <laughs> Again, if anybody can get him the ball. And Zach Pascal, I think, has been a solid wide receiver prospect kind of everywhere he's gone. He's been just kind of the, a guy that catches some balls. He'll probably be the leading receiver this year somehow, some way. Well, he's got to stay healthy. He seems to be a guy that gets hurt a lot. And then you're Zach Ertz, who... I, I, why why even suit up this year? Yeah. Just just take it off. Yeah. Just go, hey, you know what? My ankle... This is the... This just is, not feeling this is great. Zach Ertz doing the J.J. Watt year. Yeah. Just... You know what, guys? My ankle's just not not feeling right. I'm a I'm a chill on the sideline here. So, yeah. all right. Well, now we can move on to the AFC West after a short little break. All righty. Moving on to the AFC West. AFC West. AFC West. Um. And it. It's going to be pretty easy. I think we both have the same, the leader in the division. 
Yeah. As it as should everyone, I think, pretty yep. much. Yep. Uh we both got the Chiefs winning the division. I got them at fourteen and three. I also have them at fourteen and three. I got them as the two seed. I have them as the one seed. I think mine uh I think I got the Bengals also at fourteen and three, but with tiebreakers and stuff, because we picked every game. Yep. You know, it does it for us. I don't think it's a perfect tiebreaker scenario in this because we didn't pick scores. I think there is something to do with scores, but I thought it was like your your in conference <laughs> record and your out of conference record if the in conference is also tied. Yeah, there there's something else. There's something on. like that. I but I, I feel like it would change maybe. maybe. There's there's not much change and I don't think, but we did not pick scores, so if that matters at all, who cares? Anyway, um Chiefs are going to be good this year. Do you want to know why? Why? Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. <laughs> That's a pretty pretty good reason why they're, so, they're going to be a solid team, I think. So a big thing is, uh, so last year, the biggest question marks about the Chiefs were, what are they going to do without Tyreek Hill? The answer is they're just going to be the same fucking dominant. They don't care. Yeah, it doesn't matter. They have, yep. they have Mahomes, they have Kelsey, and they have Andy Reid. And they still have Mahomes, they still have Kelsey, they still have Andy Reid. But what are they going to do without Juju? They're still going to be the no, Chiefs. No, they're, they're still going to be the Chiefs. Um, I do like a couple of their their younger guys now that they got in the wide receiver core. Yep. I think Skymore flashed a little bit last year. Yep, he showed a little bit. Um, I'm still holding out hope that Kadarius Tony because he's still on the team, right? I think he's injured. I think he's injured though. Yeah. I'm still holding out hope that he can be like a plus player for them. He's listed as their first string right now, so maybe that means that they're hopeful that he'll play the first game of the year. Yep, and then their other young guy, who I think was injured all of last year, yes. is Justin Ross. That is a dude that I have loved since he was coming out of Clemson, and that's hard for me to say. Because you fucking hate Clemson. I do, but oh my! as a freshman in a championship game against Alabama, he roasted Alabama. Yeah. Like, roasted him. Yeah, he's a like just hyper athletic, super super fast. He's also pretty big too, if I yeah, remember right. Yeah, he's like six three, and just an explosive player. He's six three and a half, two ten, and he's really explosive. He's long, lanky. He he's got everything you want out of a prototypical wide receiver. Yeah, and every every video coming out of training camp is you know he's been lighting it up and making all these catches and stuff, and. Again, it's just it doesn't matter who you plug in there with Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. They're going to have an efficient offense. They're going to have a good offense. They're going to have one of the best, and they're just going to win games. And then you ha- on the defensive side, you have good enough players yep. with a defensive coordinator and Steve Spagnolo, who's really, really good at getting the most out of just kind of the pieces that he has and using his like using his absolutely insane, crazy blitzes to kind of mask some of the deficiencies in his defense. And I think they have some young players like George Karlaftis who he's helped last up. year. I will say he's got to step up this year. He looked good at times last year, and if he can be a consistently solid piece that helps, I think Nick Bolton last year showed that he can be a really good run-stopping um, linebacker, and they also have Willie Gay, who's an u- uber athletic linebacker, and he can kind of be their coverage guy. Um, they got Justin Reed as a safety this year. That's that's an upgrade in my opinion. Um, they they have a good a good team. 
it's just solid kind of all the way around. Yeah. And you know, at this point, like what else can you say about the chiefs? Like they, they did get better on the offensive line. I will say that, which is hard to say, but so you still have Creed Humphrey and Trey Smith. You have Jawan Taylor from Jacksonville now coming in at the right on the right side. You have Donovan Smith from Tampa Bay, and you got Joe Tooney from New England on the other. It's pretty. That's a solid offensive line. Solid five right there. And that's kind of scary to think about when you have Patrick Mahomes throwing the ball and right. you got a really pissed off Isaiah Pacheco getting ready to run the ball down your throat, and Jet McKinnon still there. He dude he he played really well last year. Um, Clyde Edwards Hilaire is still there. At this point, is he a factor? I don't know. Not really, but I mean, he's still he can still do some stuff. I mean, they have a good trio of backs that are skilled, all do a little bit different things, and it it seems to work out really well. They're going to win a lot of games. Yeah. Um, <laughs> again, I, I don't even really know what else to say about the Chiefs. Like they're they're going to be good. They're going to be a dominant force. They're going to. I assume they're going to be in the championship game. Like they're going to be in the final four at least. Yep. So I, it's a good team. <laughs> yeah. There, there's nothing bad to say about them because they're, they're good. They're good. So moving on to, I think we both have the Los Angeles chargers as yep. the two seed or yep. the two in the division. Yep. I should say I got them running at nine and eight. So I got them a little better at 12 and 5. Okay. And I think, I mean, this is complete projection on the assumed health and assumed talent of the team. Because (laughs) we do this with the Chargers every year. Yep. Right? They have an all world quarterback in Justin Herbert. Yep. Uh, their skilled positions are very, very good. I think they have a clear upgrade at wide, re- wide receiver three this year with uh, Quentin Johnston. Yep. Um, you still have Mike Williams and Keenan Allen, who I I think have been pretty good for a while. Yep. Um, and Austin Eckler, one of the best running backs in the league. Is he going to play, though? Yeah. There you go. I think he'll play. Pretty easy. I did take away... Did he get a contract? He got a contract. Kind of. It's not exactly what he was looking for. Well, but... yeah, but he, he signed something he's going to play. Right. So we did this before we knew if he was going to play, so I think I did take a win or two away just because of the, the question mark there. I didn't, I didn't even think about it, I guess. So I will say I, I would not be surprised if they finish above 9-8, and eight, but I think 9-8 and is probably kind of the floor. Yeah, and I mean – I don't remember what their record was last year, but they were very, very injured last year too. Yeah, they they lost Rashawn Slater, their you know absolutely elite left tackle for pretty much the whole year. Yep. And Justin Herbert was playing with broken rib cartilage for like seventy five percent of the year. I don't even think that caused him any trouble. It I think it like. did. I think it did. I mean, you can see when he got hit, it hurt, but a lot. He's still throwing the ball pretty good. So. Yeah. So. And on the defensive side, you still have the stars. They're still there. Derwin James is still there. Joey Bosa is still there. They, st- you forget that they have Khalil Mack. 
But they still have Khalil Mack. They have Eric Kendricks. They have Kenneth Murray. Um, Asante Samuel Jr. Alohi Gilman, who... J.C. Jackson now, like... Well, I think he missed all of last year. J.C. Jackson did. Yeah, but they have him now. Right. So, like, this is this is a very talented defense, too. Yeah. I, I mean, the only thing, you know, it, it's been the same thing with this daily defense for, like, the last three or four years. They cannot stop the run at all. Yep. And you're hoping that Eric Kendricks can kind of fix that because he's really the only guy that yeah. they brought in to, in the front seven. Yeah. It didn't help a ton last year. Nope. So I don't know about that. Um, I, I think that'd be the biggest worry. Is Ken- I think they did get Sebastian Joseph Day, who was kind of the Rams run stopper along with Aaron Donald. Having Aaron Donald really helps, though. Yeah, I don't know how much that moves the needle. Kind of interested to see what that looks like without, you know, Aaron Donald next to you. I mean, I've always thought that they probably should have tried to trade for a guy like uh, Grady Jarrett. Or, you know, somebody somebody of that caliber instead of, like, a Khalil Mack. Yeah. Because like, I, I think Brandon Staley's defense requires a really, really good defensive tackle that can two-gap really, really well and be there to stuff the run. I don't see a single really good left tackle or defensive tackle here. Yeah. So, like, I think they're probably still going to have the same problems on defense. But I think as long as they're healthier, they can be a little more multiple on defense. Yeah, you hope so at you, least. Yeah, I mean, you hope. And then with the offense, again, you just want everybody to be healthy. Yep. And They they were decimated on the offensive line, which really hurt. You yeah. don't have Keenan Allen, who's, even if he's lost a step, which I believe he has, he is still like a true possession wide receiver, and that is very valuable to an offense because – Mike Williams is not a possession guy. He's a deep down the field, uh, big plays kind of guy. And I think Keenan Allen really brings something to the team when he's there. And he's just smart. He He's very similar to an Adam Thielen and a Cooper Cup. I was like just going to say. The kind of guys that really find space, even though they don't, they might not be as athletic as the next guy. It's They're working with space. And that's yeah. what they do well. I was just going to say, think of like a... And Adam Thielen from like two or three years ago. Yeah. Like, and I think that's where Keenan Allen is. And that's a very productive, very reliable receiver. You're looking for 850 to 1100 yards. And that is a very good season for Keenan Allen. Yeah. The team should be good. I, I This is one of those teams that have like a really high ceiling. Yep. With the possibility of it, you know, coming down to kind of where you're at, at a nine and eight, just because of health. And as a Chargers fan, I think this is kind of where every year I'm kind of a pessimist. Yep. Because like the Vi- I've picked the two worst franchises in the NFL. Oh, 100%. Um, like the Vikings, they will always disappoint. 100%. And so that's, I got them at 9-8 and eight and missing the playoffs. And I think at that point, Staley is absolutely fired. I think so too. I think he's probably one of the, one of the coaches on the hottest seat this year. I think that's fair. I think he has some of the most talent around him Yeah, with the least production from that talent. Right. Well, he's got a lot of production, but not a lot of success. Fair. I mean, they they blew a was it 27 to nothing lead in the playoffs. Something like that. 
to a Jacksonville team who was probably two years away from being ready? Probably. It's rough. It's not, rough. Not a good look. Not a good look. Especially from a defensive head coach. Not a good look. Yeah. But anyway. Uh, moving on. Uh, the Denver Broncos, I think, are going to be third in this division. I got them winning six games, losing 11, missing the playoffs. I have the Denver Broncos winning eight games and missing the playoffs. I feel like Russ will be better this year. But I feel take like better he with an has asterisk to be. because it can't be as bad as last year. Like, and and I think I think that's the thing. So like Russell Wilson was probably like the twenty eighth best quarterback last year. Russell Wilson, yeah, was the twenty eighth best quarterback. Yeah, last year. and to say that he's going to be better this year, that's not to say oh he's going to be like a top ten, top twelve, like worth Correct. it. Maybe like M- middle of the pack. Middle of the pack. Yeah, and you have. Very. This is an uber talented roster. You have Cortland Sutton. You have Jerry Judy. He's injured. For now. He's got glass hamstrings. I don't like. I don't like a late August hamstring injury for a wide receiver. I don't think any time hamstring injury is real great. Right, but, but like right before the season, oh, it's the worst. Not great because you know they're gonna try to like come back probably a week earlier than they should. Oh, they're gonna they're gonna try to trot them out there. And it's gonna it's it's gonna be awful all season. Yep. But they got I think Greg Dulcich did an awesome job last year in this offense for how bad it was. He looked really good. Really good as a rookie tight end. So good on you, Greg Dulcich. That's all I got for you. Defense is good. Defense is elite. Yeah. All you need is a solid offense. And I think I think that's where most of this conversation is on the offensive side. Yep. You bring in Sean Payton. Yep. You you assume that Sean Payton is gonna bring his he's he's gonna be you know, you needed an adult in the room. I feel like they went pretty hard at getting an adult. Yep. And you know, from the sounds of it is like he's not taking no shit. Like things are completely different than last year. Um, I will say, I don't know if we, we ever like touched on the comments that he made about Nathaniel Hackett from last year. I don't think we have, but he's kind to me, like those comments were just kind of like, well, so it was so bad last year that if it's really bad again this year, it's not my fault. It's obviously the guy before me that just ruined everything. Like he's kind of hedging really, really hard. Yeah. So like that kind of worries me. Maybe Russ is actually cooked. And like, um, cause I, I think, uh, he, I think Sean Payton brought in Jared Stidham. Yep. And I think he really likes Jared Stidham. And maybe this is like a, and I think he also played really well in the preseason too. Maybe, maybe this is one of those things where like if they get halfway through the season and Russ is playing like shit, are they just gonna, punt on quarterback and maybe dump Russ and it's awfully hard with that contract. Right. That makes it really tricky. Right. Um, You kind of hope that Sean Payton can get a little more out of Russ. Um, And if he can't, that's, it might be one of the worst 
contracts in history. Because, like, at this point, he was worse than replacement level quarterback. Yeah. No, one of the worst trades, too. Like, Yeah, that's bad, too. So, you hope that this team can be halfway decent because the organization is a very good organization. Yep. A very storied history. They have good players all over the field. If you can't make something with this, yikes, something is very wrong. So I just had a thought. It's not necessarily about this year's Denver Broncos, but like Russ's time in Denver, like if it's if it's that bad, if it's as bad as it was last year, like I wonder I wonder how much that ruins you know Russ's legacy. And you know, I, I think people were thinking of Russ as like a future Hall of Fame type guy when he was in Seattle. Does this ruin his legacy? Yeah, because I think he was a couple years away. I think people were talking about him as keeping on the path. Yeah. And he right fe- now he fell he's, off. he's not there. I mean, it is pretty easy to get into the Hall of Fame when you have a Super Bowl win. Sure. And I believe he has two or just one. I don't even remember. I think it's two. I wonder if I can look it up. Well, they beat the Bronco. They beat the piss out of the Broncos that one year. Yep. No, they they would have gone back to. I think it was back to back, but that was the Patriots year. That's right. So. That's the pass at the one yard line. Yeah. Situation. Yeah. But, I think there's there's a chance that he still makes it, even though it's terrible. But like. It's not a good look right now. Yeah, like, no, he has to be good. Like, Russ has to be good. There's no, like... There is no excuses with the talent around him. This offensive line, I think, is serviceable. Yeah. Which that was talked about last year, that this offensive line is so terrible. They went out and got Mike McGlinchey. Uh, Quinn Miners is another year older. Lloyd Cushenberry third is another year older. Ben Powers coming over from Baltimore. And Garrett Bowles, who's solid. This should be a better offensive line. So that excuse is out the window. Right. I what just, is the next excuse? Like the thing is, I think Russ still tries to be, like he wants to be the scramble guy. He His he legs move. are gone. He can't move. Although, okay, I have I have heard that he's looking a bit, a bit thinner this year. He did come in after eating a lot of Subway. He's been eating a lot of Subway the last couple of years. So, Maybe I mean. He's cut back a little bit. Did the Jared diet. Oof. <laughs> <laughs> but cutting down some weight, I don't know, maybe get some legs moving, but they were not moving last year. Yeah, I, I mean, that's that's the only thing with, with the Broncos this year is how, well, I was going to say how good is Russ, but how bad is he? Yep. And I, I think that's that's really the only thing. And now on to, I think, our most hated team on the pod. Is it? I think we give them a lot of hate. We kind of do. I just feel like they do stupid things. Yeah. Like getting rid of Derek Carr for... For Jimmy Garoppolo. Anyway, the Raiders. (laughs) The Raiders. I have them at 4-13 and and obviously missing the playoffs. I also have them at 4-13. and Um... This team is weird. Yep. Um, I'm not really sure the direction that they want to go. I don't really like 
um oh what's his name is it mcdaniel mcdaniels mcdaniels josh josh mcdaniels McDaniels. yes i don't really like him as a head coach i there none of the bill belichick people have ever been real good head coaches right so yeah i i don't know take that take that as you will it seems weird. Um, the move from Derek Carr to Jimmy Garoppolo. Yep. Um, did it save them any money? I think a little. A little? I think because he, uh, Garoppolo's like. Like 20, 20? 28? Yeah. Something like that. So I think they saved like 6 to 10, something in there. Sure. Like 6 to 10 million, which is almost nothing. I mean, that's a lateral or negative move. I think. Probably closer to lateral at this point in Derek Carr's career, but I don't think it's a move up. So, and the other thing is, um, I don't know where their explosive plays are going to come from because Devontae Adams. But they're not, they're not going to be explosive really down the field because Jimmy doesn't push the ball downfield. Like they're going to Josh Jacobs. <laughs> I mean, I just, I, that is pure explosiveness right there in very small, short windows, not down the field. He did have like a 90 something yard run. last year. Yeah, no, he did really good last year and he did get a, get a contract. So he is going to play, Yep. but I mean, the, the direction of the team just seems odd to me. I don't think they're going to be very good. Uh, the one bright spot I will say is. They're, I think it was like a fifth or fourth round rookie quarterback, Aiden O'Connell, uh, from Purdue. Third stringer behind Brian Hoyer. Brian Hoyer's a coach. Shut up. Um, <laughs> That's where he's listed. No, at. I know. Brian Hoyer's a coach, though. Yeah. So I think they might have something there. He played really, really good in the preseason. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. I think he's fine. He's probably at the level. Well, maybe not at the level of Jimmy, but like he's got the look too, and that's that's exactly what we're looking for out of this flyer quarterback. Is yeah. do you have the magic of Uncle Rico? Right, and there can only be one Uncle Rico in the NFL, or can there? Or can there? That's the question. I don't know what do they got going on their on their defense. I mean, the defensive end situation is elite possibly some of the best in the NFL. You have Max Crosby, who is an elite game changer. You have Chandler Jones on the other side. We have one of our favorite rookies this year lined up at second string behind Max Crosby, Tyree Wilson. Um, that Those are some good players there. Yeah. Um, Jerry Tillery coming over at defensive tackle from the Chargers. That's about it. <laughs> all you got those those three players uh who's playing corner who's gonna cover people (laughs) uh, so the the maryland guy that i really like uh the rookie this year is their starting corner jacorian bennett and then on the other side you have marcus peters who he might have some football left in him he's getting up there in age but he might have some football left in him and then you have nate hobbs at their nickel position behind that i have you ever heard of brandon Facey son? Nope. Have you ever heard of Amik Robertson? I think I've heard heard that name. 
He's a rookie a couple years ago. Um, you got David Long Jr. I got nothing. That's it. That's what they got. That's their defensive back situation. So, I mean, you got Trevon Morig, who he was a promising rookie a couple years ago. Hasn't really turned out. Right. Uh, Marcus Epps coming over from Philly. That can never be a bad thing with that defense. So they still have, uh, was it Divine Diablo? Yep, Divine Diablo at middle linebacker. Great name. That is a, an elite name. You have Robert Spillane, who all I remember from Pittsburgh is him trying to destroy people in the hole. Yeah. Um, I don't think he's really a great football player, but like... He'll hit people. He hit hard, so that's something. You have Daniel Carlson as your place, place kicker. That's he's al- really, he is really good. That's always good. Really good, like him. You're going to score a couple field goals every now and again. Other than that, the team is... It, I don't want to hate on them too much because I think they're kind of that second level of bad team in the NFL. They're not the bottom of the barrel. They're just not... You get into these games where you have to get a play, and I don't know if you're you're going to get it. Right. It, they're going to be losing some close games, and then there's going to be some games where you don't get anything from Devontae Adams and you absolutely get blown out. Right. I mean, uh, who are we talking about? Uh, with the Rams. They, I feel like they're in the same, kind of the same spot as the Rams where yeah. they have aging, aging talent and no real direction for the future. 100%. But their talent, other than Devontae Adams, is less than the Rams. I think, like, with the defensive ends on defense, you have something there, but there's less around them almost. Right. And what that's hard to say. I, because I don't know. The Rams they, defense pretty Yeah, the Rams got nothing other than Aaron Donald. But I do think this division is harder to play in for them because the Broncos have an elite defense. That's gonna make it tricky. You have the Chargers and the Chiefs who have high flying offenses. Although it's I a will... hard division to play in. I will say, though, they will probably beat the Chiefs once because they kind yeah. of always do. Somehow. And then they play the Chargers really well. So, yeah. I, and like we just talked about with the Chargers and their suspect run defense, maybe they're going to run Josh Jacobs into the ground. Like, I mean, that's got to be kind of their game plan at this point is run Josh Jacobs into the ground and then throw every now and again to Devontae Adams. Because what else do you have? I hope they throw a lot to Devontae Adams. Not because I have him on my fantasy team or anything. <laughs> there, no reason there whatsoever. Just just because you like Devontae Adams. Yeah. But um, I think that's about it for our Wests. Yep. That's what I got so far. Um, I think the plan so far is next week we are going to record the Easts. It's and then we're also good we're going to record a double episode and probably put out the second episode the next day that is going to be our kind of update on roster situation when we get closer to the start of the season and then some bold predictions which is our favorite part of the year my favorite part of the year every year yeah everybody's been clamoring for us to get our bold predictions out so we are going to appease the fans yep and we'll get that out to you the cheering is loud. You don't have to line up the streets by my house anymore. We're going to bring it to we you. We will get it. So, um, yeah. If you want to send us your bold predictions and let us know, like, 
if you got something that you want read to six or more people, you let us know. Because <laughs> we will do it. So let us know your bold predictions. Um, we'll we'll get you a double episode next week. And yeah, if you want to email us, it's been active. We have an active email now. Um, it's wateringholefootball at gmail.com. We have a Facebook page. Just search up Watering Hole Football Podcast. We have a Twitter that I don't think anybody has ever interacted with. Nope. At Football Hole. But yeah, that's going to do it for us today. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye.